0: It's the Braincast! Braincast! The Pop break Doc- And welcome to the Anniversary Brothers, the Pop Breaks official anniversary podcast all about the TV shows and movies that you loved and may have forgotten about, uh, but are now celebrating a anniversary. And this week we are discussing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie's 25th anniversary. Yes, it's it's hard to believe, but it's been 25 years since this film came out. And as usual, I am joined by my co-host and brother Aaron. Aaron, say howdy. Hey. Hey, glad to have you here, bro. So we are talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I can't remember. Was this your idea or mine? This was my idea. Okay. And what, what drew you to to this movie for this choice?
1: It was 25 years. <laughs> that, that was it.
0: Okay, fair. But, I, but obviously you thought this movie was worth talking about.
1: Yeah, I just... Um power rangers has never really left you know completely it's still around um this was the first movie though that uh the series had so that's a kind of a big milestone
0: true and i will be honest i don't even know what the current series is i'm gonna look it up because i'm curious i think uh, it's
1: another dinosaur thing i could be wrong what's uh, you're probably right. I feel they, like they seem to like jump between dinosaurs and cars. They might have like a pirate one.
0: Was there a magic one?
1: There was like a magic one. Uh, dino Fury. Yeah. So this is like their, you know, fourth or fifth dino uh,
0: series. Yeah. No, it says it's the, the fourth to use dinosaurs. I mean, I get it. Dinosaurs are cool. Kids like dinosaurs. That and that and ninjas, which uh, this movie uh, manages to bring both into. So good on the movie. Uh, So, yeah, this this franchise has been around for for a very long time. But uh, this movie was kind of the the height of its popularity, I'd say. And do you remember seeing this movie for the first time?
1: I don't have an exact recollection of when you and I saw it the first time. Um, I know that we owned it on VHS, which would have been the first time we'd seen it. Um, Okay. I was going to ask you about that. I I wasn't
0: 100% sure.
1: No, we definitely owned this movie.
0: Okay. Was it one of those VHS in like the weird plastic um, cases that like snapped into place? Yeah, it was a plastic case. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Those kisses are so weird. I'm glad we don't have anything like that anymore. Um, but yeah, so we had it. But yeah, I can't really remember seeing it for the first time either. Uh, I know we had plenty of memorabilia from the movie, right? Because we had some pillows and some toys from it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a movie that had... Um, that had McDonald's toys tied in with it. But I don't know if we ever had any of those. There's a good chance. Yeah, we probably were too young to, to that because we, we got into Power Rangers a little late. Right? I guess so, so. I mean, we were only a few years old, so. Right. I just remember that um, our mom was originally hesitant to let us watch Power Rangers because she was afraid it was too violent. Yeah. Yeah. So it it wasn't something that we were, you know, when we were uh, three years old and and this first came out that we were immediately uh, engrossed in, like it it took time for us to get the green light to go into it. So we definitely did not see this in theaters and probably took a while to see it on VHS when it was out. So we, we can't remember when we saw it exactly for the first time, but do you remember growing up what you thought of this film?
1: Um, I guess I remember liking it. I don't remember having a strong affinity for it, but pretty sure I liked it.
0: Yeah. This wasn't one of those VHSs that we watched the crap out of. It wasn't Toy Story. It wasn't uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. It wasn't... Um, Empire Strikes back like those are movies I know that we like we burned through the vHS as we watch it so much like the tape wasn't working anymore after a few years. This was not one of those as far as I can remember if you say so maybe i i I don't know i part of me thinks we may have watched the the turbo movie more than this. I don't know if we owned the turbo movie, did we not okay we might have. I want to say we did, but I could be totally wrong on that. Um, for those who don't know, the Power Rangers Turbo movie is the the sequel to this that came out in 97. Uh, it's one of those car Power Ranger movies that Aaron mentioned, or shows. Um, yeah, so we we enjoyed this, but it definitely wasn't our favorite. I think we enjoyed the show more than we did the movie.
1: Probably. We, we had at least one tape from the show to the the White Ranger special when Tommy first became the White Ranger. Oh, we did? I don't
0: remember that. We either had it or we rented it. Okay. Maybe, yeah. I know, I just remember having a book from this movie that broke down all the different characters, or maybe it just from the show, but it, it broke down all the Power Rangers um, and their um, alter egos, and as well as their um, their villains. And I remember... Uh, reading through that book so many times. It was mostly pictures, so it wasn't really a book. But do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember having some sort of book. Yeah. I I, was, I bet we have it still, but I don't think we do. Um, but yeah, so we we were into Power Rangers, but not necessarily in love with this movie. But like you said, we probably liked it. Um. So before we go any farther, uh, Aaron, would you mind giving a recap or uh, just a brief summary of the the movie's plot.
1: Uh, Okay. So the plot of the movie is that these construction workers uh, open this, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, sewer or whatever that holds Ivan Ooze, who is this horrible, um,
0: I don't know. 6,000 year old shapeshifting purple goo monster.
1: Yeah. Um, Who's bent on taking over the universe and it's up to the power rangers to stop him. And along the way they get new uh,
0: zords and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the most important stuff. And for those who aren't um well versed in the Power Rangers franchise, could you explain what a Zord is?
1: A Zord is basically a giant robot uh in the shape of some sort of Well, in the first in the first series it's a shape of some sort of uh prehistoric animal. Um, mm. um and then they can form together the five of them no six
0: it depends. Yeah, six. six, they can
1: form into a uh, a Megazord, which is all of them combined. Yeah. Was it even a
0: bit even more giant robot? Right. So for for people who were maybe not the right age for this, it's it's like Voltron. Yeah, that's that's a good way of describing it. Yeah. Um, for maybe the. The 80s babies who would who would get that reference better um but yeah so they that's really the <laughs> the most important parts of the movie but i i do the one reason i asked about the, uh the definition of zords is because the movie is very adamant about explaining things from the very beginning and i don't remember this from when we were kids did you remember the the opening crawl where it explains basically the whole mythos of the series.
1: I think I remember it being there. I actually, so this is probably the first time you saw this movie in a while. I had actually seen it a little less than a year ago. It was on HBO family or whatever.
0: Uh, So
1: I've seen it. I had seen it more recently. So, um, I think I remember there always being the opening uh, text and the narration. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess I, I guess, you know, it's, it's been so many years since I've seen this movie, so that's probably why I didn't remember it. Uh, what did you think of that opening text crawl?
1: I don't think it was needed for most people who were seeing the movie, but I think for any people who were bringing their kids who had never seen a Power Rangers movie, it would have been beneficial
0: Right, because the this movie and the whole series as a whole has a bad habit of just throwing out these terms over and over again. Like, if you don't know what a zord is, you are going to be very confused. So like, like what the heck are they talking about with these zords? And like, who's the Zordon guy? So, it I think it is important that they did it. But I also feel like it's really silly and makes it feel like it's a Star Wars knockoff.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I do think they try to make it feel epic.
0: Yeah. And I, I, the thing that got me was after the, the crawl finished, there was the the explosion in the title. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cheesy. Um, And I, I know we haven't gotten to her and we're not going to get to her for a while yet. But was the was the person narrating that crawl? Was that the actually plays Dulcia?
1: I believe it was Dulcia who's supposed to
0: be narrating it. Oh, okay, I I just got that together now. So that was that was a stupid question, but I just thought that now. Um, but it's it's kind of a weird way to to open a film. I can't think of too many other kids movies that start with a, a crawl like that. Yeah, a, not a, it's not a Disney thing to do. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I guess that makes it unique amongst among kids' movies.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it's it's effective, even if it is pretty silly, in my opinion. Uh, but right from that, we go into the Power Rangers. So you mentioned there's there's six of them uh, in the series. It varies on how many there are, but it's the six of them and they're. I don't know how you describe their relationship with Bulk and Skull. They're like frenemies, maybe. Right. I mean, well, friendly enough that they brought them with them. Right. Like bullies that they sometimes hang out with. I don't know. That's it's a weird relationship they have. But um, the the six Power Rangers and then Bulk and Skull are skydiving, and. I remember the skydiving because I remember the only reason I've ever been interested in skydiving is because of this movie. Like whenever someone said, like, do you want to go skydiving? I always thought, yes, but only because of the Power Rangers movie, (laughs) which is a stupid reason. But I don't care. Um, I did not realize it was part of a charity. or I forgot that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's sort of a detail that I'm
0: easy to miss. Right. That's. And it it is kind of brushed over really quickly. It's only there to introduce the idea of the, the comet that's going to be coming over, um, Angel Grove, the, the city where they live. But what, how do you feel about the skydiving sequence overall?
1: Well, it's, it's certainly something they would have never done in the show. So I think that it, uh, I know, I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I mean, it's, they don't do anything too crazy, but um, I, it would have been something
0: I'm sure to see in the theater. Yeah, it's there is definitely a spectacle to it that you wouldn't have got from the show. And. I mean, it looks I mean, it looks all like they they filmed it for real, right?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, except for maybe like one shot. That it was all them for real.
0: Oh, the shot when they're when they're all like, like holding, holding hands. Yeah, that looked like it was green screened. Or but something. I mean,
1: that if they did that now, they probably like use a GoPro for it. But like back in the day, like there probably just was no way to to have a camera in between all of them.
0: Right. So maybe like a like a helicopter.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. That's a I don't know how they would have
0: shot this. It seems like something that would have been really difficult to do. But yeah. like you said, now they would have used a GoPro or even a drone, but um I don't know if drones can fly that high. I don't know. I feel like using a helicopter would be very dangerous though. It's like, oh, sorry, we're missing one Power Ranger because they got a little too close to the helicopter. Like, that's not how you want this movie to end. I thought they jumped out of a plane. They did, but in terms of like how they filmed it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like like don't don't go too close for the the close up of the Power Ranger with the helicopter. That's that's dangerous. Um, so I'm curious about that, but I think it's exciting, and it has um, a Red Hot Chili Pepper song to it, so that's fun. Yeah, I, I know, think, what you, but
1: I think that it gets you pumped up for the movie
0: yeah yeah I think it's it's it i mean it has nothing to do with the rest of it but it's exciting um and i don't know that song was stuck in my head for the rest of this weekend the the da, 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 like i don't know it's not it's not a super uh well thought out song but it's very catchy
1: it's uh, a it's a cover of a stevie Wonder song
0: oh that's right I knew it was a cover of someone um uh, yeah that's right. I think the Stevie Wonder version is probably better, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not saying much, I guess, because I don't know. I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they're no Stevie Wonder. Um, so yeah, it opens with the skydiving sequence, and then pretty quickly after that, they go into a rollerblading sequence. And I was curious how you felt about them having so much of these extreme sport kind of moments so early in the film.
1: Right. It, it, it sort of turns into like a jukebox movie for like the first, like 10 minutes of the movie.
0: Right. Cause then when they're, um, rollerblading, what do they, they play? Free ride. Free ride. Yes. Yes. Um, they're playing Free ride, another really catchy song. Um, and they're just, basically going around the city doing random jumps and twirls and other stuff for no apparent reason. Other that they're teens with attitude, right? That's what that's what Zordon wanted when he recruited them. I know. Maybe it's trying to show
1: that they're all friends and they're like doing stuff together. That's fair.
0: That they're athletic.
1: And they thought it would be a more creative way of getting them around the, uh, well, I think maybe they, they wanted to do that for it to be interesting, but then they go through the construction site that they want to
0: establish that early on. Yeah, that was a, a interesting transition. I, I actually think it was a really good transition. I think too many times when you introduce the villain in a movie or show, it's, far off away from the main action or from your protagonist, And so for this, for them to be like right by the construction site as the, the crew is unearthing avenues is it's very coincidental, but I think it does a good job of uh, linking the two. If, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could have just had Balkan skull land in there, but I think that them being around it adds a little
0: more. Right. Well, that makes you wonder, could they've stopped it then? If they just like came up and like, I don't know, Power Ranger their way through everything? Probably not. Th- this series has a, or th- this this first series of the, the Mighty Morphin version of the Power Rangers has a tendency or uh, a real interest in having bad guys buried underground and being on Earth.
1: That's true because Rita was in some sort of uh, well or whatever that I don't know if it was on the moon
0: or it was somewhere else. It was on the moon because there was two astronauts that found it. It was supposed, to, I think that that first episode is called "The Day of the Dumpster," so I think it's supposed to be a dumpster. Okay, it's been a while since I've seen the first episode. <laughs> I think Zordon <laughs> being. Petty as he has put his arch nemesis in a dumpster and buried her on the moon. As one does. As one does. I mean, it's what you got to do with your arch enemy. Um, But yeah, so Ivan Ooze is buried in a construction site um, when he's on Earth. And I guess while, while we're here talking about Ivan Ooze, did you know who played him? Was it somebody famous? It was. I had no idea. I just looked it up um, when I watched it yesterday. So it was uh, Paul Freeman, who that that name may not spark anything um, right away, but he was the bad guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah, I did read that. He was Belloc, right? Yes, he was Belloc in Raiders of the Lost Ark, which <laughs> I don't know if you can get two more different, Performances. I mean Bellick is kind of a um like a melodramatic character at times, and he's kind of over the top, but Ivan Ooze is the next level over the top. So how did you feel about Ivan Ooze from his beginning, uh from his introduction? I think that um what's the name of the actor? Paul Freeman. Paul Freeman, yeah. I
1: think he brings a lot of energy to Ivan Ooze. Um, that automatically makes him more memorable than a lot of the throwaway villains from the uh, the series who just say like, th- you know, menacing lines and like laugh. You know, he has a personality to him. He does,
0: and uh, he also makes those menacing lines too. To be fair,
1: yeah. Um, I remember thinking he was really scary when we first saw this.
0: I mean, he's pretty creepy. And I know he's gotten more attention um, recently because everyone said that um, Apocalypse and X-Men Apocalypse look just like him.
1: Oh, yeah. There was this one like screenshot that looked very purple. The Apocalypse looked like he was Ivan News
0: yeah. Which I can kind of see. It's, it's not quite there when you watch the whole movie. Um, but probably not what you want to associate your villain with not, I mean, like, like you said, I have a news. He has personality. Um, he sort of has like, a emperor Palpatine Ness to him. Cause he electrocutes everything electrocutes.
1: And it just, he's old and irreverent to all the
0: young people. <laughs> he does often mention not liking teenagers. Like he, like he smells them in the air at first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think Paul Freeman probably steals the show. Um, it, I don't think it's super surprising cause I don't think anyone would claim that the, the actors who played the Power Rangers are terribly good actors. Um, and so he kind of steals the, the show from them and I'm the only other person who would potentially, um, you know, have any more interesting um, screen presence than him is Thalcia, but that's—I don't know—that's doubtful. I think. Um, what did you think of Imanu's accent? Because that was something that I noticed this time around, Uh, especially once I realized it was Paul Freeman doing it. Because Paul Freeman's a British actor, but what, what? How did you feel about news's accent or accents? Does he really have an accent? <sighs> To me, it seemed like he did, but it seemed like he had multiple accents because near the end of the movie, when he was um, like when he started taking over the the big ectomorphicon giant robot thingies, um, he sounded like he was trying to go for more like Texan drawl.
1: Oh, yeah, that does sound a little familiar. I think that. It was just whatever was campy and
0: fit the scene. Oh yeah. Like definitely campy. The, the other thing though, that, um, that, that Brie mentioned while we were watching, um, was that at some point it did seem like he was doing a, like a stereotypical, like, uh, like Jewish Yiddish accent. Like, especially when he was, um, trying to sell the, his, his ooze later on. Did you, did you catch that? Or did you think that? there was something
1: like that that sort of reminded me of that.
0: Yeah. So I I don't know if that's what they're going for, but it, it kind of felt like that and it did give me a little bit of a queasiness. Um, so I hope that's not what they're going for and it just me reading into it too much. But um, I don't know. He, he he had a lot of different voices, but for the most part, um, I mean, he, like I said, he was very campy and he, and he really uh, chewed the scenery. So not, not um something you, you know don't want to see in a Power Rangers villain. I mean that's that's kind of what the the series is known for. Um so one thing I forgot to mention, um, or actually I guess I get into is that so the Ivanues is unearthed and um then the Power Rangers are told by Zordon, who's like their floating head uh leader that five minutes is out and they have to go stop him. What do you feel about Zordon in this movie? Because I feel like this Zordon is very different than the Zordon from the show.
1: Zordon, I don't know. Zordon has always been kind of a weird character. Like he said, he's a floating head. Um, whatever they did in the movie, the effect is different.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know if it... I'm not... I can't decide whether I think it looks better or worse.
0: Uh, I don't... They both look pretty bad. (laughs) They both look... And it's hard to talk about the... uh, The effects of this movie with any uh, praise. Because the effects for this movie are terrible. (laughs) They've not aged well at all.
1: Well, the... The visual effects are bad. The practical effects
0: are pretty decent. Yeah, they're fine. I mean, you can tell there's a lot of wire work going on, but other than that. Um, but yeah, so I don't like.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really like the. Their headquarters, I don't know if I like the redesign that much.
0: The, the command center command center, yeah it's very bright and not a lot of space for them to walk around to. Like there's no real function to it.
1: But at the same time, it definitely has more production. Like the other, the one in the show, they just kind of like put up like a black curtain and poked holes in it for like stars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee you that's exactly what they did. Yeah. It, it's more impressive than that but I mean, they don't really do anything in the command center in this movie, except to go to Zordon to find out what's going on and then leave. And then immediately after Ivan, news comes and destroys the command center. So there's, there's not much to do in it other than stare. Sadly, at and Zordon that part
1: scared me as a kid. Which part when he gets out the flute and starts destroying the command center,
0: the flute scared you.
1: Well, not the flute. Just.
0: Just. <laughs> just, <laughs> just his <I'm> evilness. <laughs> oh, i It is. It is scary when he. I don't um, know why
1: he has a flute all of a sudden.
0: Because he's a bad guy. I mean, this series has a thing for musical instruments and bad guys. Right. Didn't um, the, the Green Ranger, when Tommy was a Green Ranger, have a. He had so? like a.
1: He, he had like a. Dagger flute. Dagger flute.
0: That's gotta be the coolest instrument I've ever heard. That's like a guitar sword or something. I want that now. Um, but you know, that that sequence is is pretty scary. I think the part that gets me is when he when Ivan Ooze um, oozes for lack of a better term through the, the shut doors. When when Alpha 5, the kind of robot butler to Zordon. Um, so it's like, yeah, no one can get in here unless they're a Power Ranger. And then ooze just just secretes himself through the door. Oh, that's a gross word. Um, but just kind of his way through. That part is really messed up.
1: I guess. I mean, uh, I know maybe if Ivan ooze freaked me out a little as a kid because I remember reading, um, like a Goosebump story or something about the blob or something. So maybe that.
0: Mm.
1: Where I can see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he's that's, I think he's at his, his creepiest then, unless you count the, the bad special effects later when he becomes a giant robot, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah. So before Ivan Hughes gets gets the command center though, that the power Rangers go to confront him and he kind of goes into his whole shtick about who he is and what he's trying to do and how he's been uh, underground for 6,000 years. He does have a really funny line. I can't remember if it's for – I think it's for Zordon, actually, when he talks about all the things he's missed.
1: Yeah, he, he he says he missed the Black Plague and the Spanish Inquisition and even the Brady Bunch reunion. So that's that's a very dated reference, but it's also really funny. It is funny, though – I do question how would he know he had missed those things if he was in the uh, container.
0: That that's what we talked about too. Here we we were saying, does he have like a, his cell phone in there with him? Was he on Wikipedia? Um, yeah, that's. There's no good reason why he wouldn't
1: know that. That's like um, when when this, somebody asks a movie character about flashbacks.
0: How do you know about the parts you weren't there for? <laughs> they read the script. Easy. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's a really funny and kind of, uh, good take on what his whole character is all about. But while he's off destroying the command center, the Power Rangers are fighting the generic goo monsters that he leaves them to fight. Um, which I think is a pretty fun fight sequence.
1: I yeah, you mentioned the wire work earlier. It starts out with a a fight sequence that's much closer to the choreography in the original series, um, which is I think is pretty well done. I mean, it's not going to win any awards, but I always thought the Power Rangers had some pretty uh good choreography for a kids show, mm-hmm. um. When they get into their suits, uh, it's when a lot of the wire work and uh, visual gags start.
0: Mm-hmm. I love whenever um, they really um, knocked back the the goo monsters, that they would explode against the walls or in grades. I thought that was...
1: Uh, not that just was that they little... would fly
0: like 10 feet. Oh, that was also hilarious, but I specifically liked how they turned it to you. I thought that was a good effect.
1: Yeah, um, gross, mm-hmm. gross, very gross. but
0: good.
1: I mean, uh, I, I don't know, but, but I can definitely see like a parent watching the scene where they're all like flipping around and like Tommy does like a dive kick and like keeps kicking him. <laughs> <laughs> and I could yeah. just, I could
0: just like think a parent like rolling their eyes watching that. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you're coming to this movie to take it seriously, this is not going to be the right movie for you. Uh, and or, yeah. although, there's uh,
1: even that moment when like before they get in the suits, where Kimberly starts doing cartwheels, and then immediately after <laughs> Billy starts doing cartwheels.
0: <laughs> that is probably my favorite moment in <laughs> the whole movie because they are so adamant that they cannot run anywhere that if they need to get somewhere in a hurry they have to backflip there and that is the most uh apparent example of that it's so good um my only complaint i for that sequence i think okay i got two complaints actually one is that i find it very annoying how much time they spend fighting outside of their suits i don't think it was that long it seemed like it dragged on forever for me and seemed like there was like no reason for it because they started complaining like, wow, these guys are really hard to fight without our suits. It's like, of course they are. Put on your
1: stupid suits. But they always kind of did that in the show where they would fight them without their uh,
0: – before they morphed. True, but I got that from the show as more of a um, a limitation on the footage because they had to use stuff from the, um, the Super Sentai Japanese uh, series. Right, and, so they, and
1: this this movie is all uh, original footage. So right. for, you, for those of you who may not know, and uh, I don't know, I, I think a pretty sizable people, a uh, portion of people might not know that a lot of the footage for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was taken from a Japanese uh, franchise called Super Sentai. Um, it's... Mm-hmm. If you look now, you probably would notice when it is when like buildings don't look right or the fact that, you know, the Yellow Ranger is a guy in that. So he has a different build. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, That's also why the Yellow Ranger doesn't have a skirt and the Pink Ranger does.
0: That's right. I forgot about that difference.
1: Um, But this it's all uh, all the footage was created for this movie.
0: Yes. Which is a pretty cool footnote, um, to really show how this was, how the, 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 Power Rangers took off in, um, the Western Hemisphere, um, after Super Sentai being around for, um, several years before this, right? I think so. So, yeah, so that they're, I, I was annoyed that they didn't go into their suits earlier, um the other thing that annoyed me was some of their random abilities when they're when, because they, they, they morph into their suits. Um, and then all of the, the goons, um, like go away, all the henchmen are vanished. And so they have to look for them. And like one by one, each of the power Rangers has to show off a special ability. And none of these were from the show. So that kind of annoyed me. Um, like, the, the Yellow Ranger had the, like, uh, the lights on her helmet. And the Red Ranger had some weird kind of radar or, like, scanning ability. Um, but the one that annoyed me the most was uh, the Blue Ranger. Because he had this, like, grappling hook thing. But it was, oh, it was like a Stega stega whip stega something it was named after stegosaurus but his dinosaurs the uh the triceratops i don't know how you even knows though i got unreasonably upset about it there's no reason i should have been that mad about it but i was, <laughs> I was like, no he's the triceratops guy there's no stegosaurus here there is no stegosaurus power to get this out of here um so i was irrationally upset by that but um otherwise i thought that sequence is, was fun
1: yeah i will admit that i'm a, i kind of miss there's no like them fighting with somebody and then somebody shoots a laser blast and then behind them and it explodes and they all fall down <laughs> so that was missing
0: yes that is one of the classic moments from the series
1: and the movies also for the most parts substitutes these uh the action scenes with Ra- uh, traditional instruments, rather than having uh, guitars, there are some guitars, but not much.
0: Yeah, the the music is not the same. I think the the music from the the series is very distinct. I don't I don't want to go and say iconic because that's that's probably a little bit too much, but it's distinct. And this is different. Um, wh- while we're talking about the Rangers, so. Um, there's the six of them. Um, one thing that I forgot about at first when I was watching this, or when I started watching this, was that it was not the first batch of Rangers, it was the the second. Um, I assume that's something that you remembered.
1: Oh yeah, I, um, so the the big difference is that the Red Ranger was no longer Jason, it was played, or he was Rocky, um, Trini was no longer the Yellow Ranger; it was Aisha, mm-hmm. and Zach was no longer the Black Ranger; it was Adam.
0: Yeah. Um, do you, Do you have, or, or do you remember having a preference for for one batch versus the other? You see, the the whole, the series as a whole is such a blur to me, but
1: I always remember preferring the original Rangers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just because that's, I guess who I used to. But I didn't. I always particularly liked Jason because my favorite color was red growing up. So I didn't right. like Rocky as much. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think. I, I don't think, think out Rocky's... of the, at, I think out of the replacement Rangers, the best mm-hmm. one is probably Adam.
0: Maybe I. I think. Adam and Aisha are both much more memorable than Rocky. I think Rocky took a big hit um, as the Red Ranger because he was no longer the leader um, once Tommy became the White Ranger. Because Jason was a very memorable character because he was the leader, but Rocky's just—he's just another one of them. He doesn't really have anything super distinct about him. But do you, you think Adam's the? the the most what? memorable of the three?
1: Well, just some stuff they do with them later, I guess.
0: Yeah. I noticed that he was the one who was more often thrown through the air during a fight.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't even know. <laughs> I mean, I noticed the one time. <laughs> but, I
0: don't know. I, overall, I, I feel like their personalities – Well, I'd say this about all of the Power Rangers. I'd say all of their personalities don't shine in this show – the way they are in this um, movie as they do through the show. Um, like, uh, uh, yeah, if you're talking about
1: something like Billy, like you get no sense that he's the nerdy one who invents all the tech and stuff like that.
0: Right. Um, be, the be, only
1: thing that you get is that Tommy is a leader because the camera is on him
0: so much. You get that Tommy is the leader and you get that Kimberly is sort of uh, the valley girl type. And she needs to be rescued a lot. Yeah. Oh, that was so annoying. Like, I do not remember that being a thing in the show, but it was very apparent in this, that whenever something happened in any fight, um, Kimberly, the pink Ranger always had to be rescued. And it was it's incredibly sort of annoying. like the
1: Daphne. Uh, of yeah. The...
0: But and yeah, I don't know if it was like that in the show. I don't think it was. I don't think so either. And so part of this felt a little sexist that it was always her needing to be rescued. Um, and maybe I'm also just defensive because she was my crush as a child as, as was 99% of people who could probably say, um, so I, it was annoying how much she, she got, like you said, in the Daphne, um, zone of damsely and distress because she's a power ranger. she's able really to handle things. Um, and I think the, the writers of the movie messed that up and, and added that because it wasn't in the show from what I can remember. Um, so moving on from that. Um, well, I guess, well, I'm going to backtrack for a second. Cause, so do you think the Power Rangers, like any of the other ones, stand out? I know you mentioned that Tommy is the leader, um, is but uh, do you think any other ones get a chance to shine? You mentioned Adam a bit. I just mentioned
1: Adam because he has that one scene later when they're on... Uh... Phastos, but I guess he really doesn't have all that much.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he he's the only one that gets a moment during that scene, which we'll we'll get into. Um, but anyway, so the, the Power Rangers fight the the goo monsters and they beat them, but then they uh, demorph or they they lose their powers um, and realize that something is wrong at the command center, and they go back and they find that uh, Ivan news has destroyed everything. And that Zordon is um, literally on his deathbed um, that he's dying and that um, they no longer have any of their weapons, any of their suits, any of their um, giant robot zords that they're they're done. And so it's looking pretty grim for them. What do you think of that moment?
1: It's sort of interesting because that's sort of a moment that would happen like at the end of the second act of most movies. I't right, like, well, no, well, well, maybe not so much it is the setup for the quest, but like it's like the most down part of the movie,
0: yeah, no, it is definitely the point of the movie where like it, it like it, no it, it
1: sort of would sort have of, sort of, mm, i I wonder like if they had done it differently where they go on the quest and they come back and they find the command center destroyed and that's their extra motivation going into the climax.
0: Oh, so like
1: because they were gone, they weren't able to protect Zordon or something like that. I just feel like that's a little more traditional. I would think be in, in a lot of movies, they usually have some, you know, some sort of, you know, tragedy in the second act and then you know it leads to the characters having to you know find what they're made of and pull through and stuff like that but like and, and this is just kind of the setup for the rest of the movie
0: right just the idea that we don't have our powers anymore we need to find a way to get powers back so let's go on our quest and so that's when um alpha five the, the robot butler, which I don't know. Is it fair to call him a robot butler or do you feel like I'm uh, <laughs> I'm being mean at the character? He is the command center attendant. I don't know. OK, I, OK, I guess that's. Yeah, that's more accurate. Um, but he sends them to the uh, distant planet of Phaedos, where there's a great power um, that the Power Rangers hope they can use to defeat Ivanus and save Zordon. And that I mean, that's really where the Power Rangers are for the majority of the movie, is off on their quest, um, while Ivanus just kinda of does his shenanigans back on Earth. So but before we get into the fates of it all, um Ivanus. <laughs> his plan how about, can you describe his plan, Ed?
1: So his plan is that he's going to give all the kids of Angel Grove his special ooze in uh, a can or for, for free. They're all going to leave it out and their parents are going to get possessed by it because all parents instinctively are going to want to open it up and get, <laughs> and get mind controlled with it. Thank you. The parents in this movie are so stupid. And then uh, the parents are going to do manual labor for Ivan to dig up his giant robots to take over the universe. Yes. Oh, my goodness.
0: It's such a dumb plan.
1: I remember thinking that it was kind of unbelievable
0: even as a kid. Well, it, it all hinges on that kids are going to want this free goop even though he has no explanation of what it does, he's basically just turning into a, a snake oil salesman and that they're going to leave it out for their parents to find and that for some unknown reason, all the parents of Angel Grove are just going to stick their hands right into it. I was like, I don't know what this is. Maybe, maybe they don't food. need to, maybe but maybe, they,
1: maybe Fred's dad just did. We didn't talk about Fred, by the way.
0: I did forget about Fred. Um, yeah, but it's so... Uh, yeah, so I, we, we should mention Fred. Um is a kid who's introduced very early on during the, the skydiving sequence as um like a I don't know, like a like a little brother to, to Tommy, not like a, a real younger brother, but like uh like someone who Tommy's taken under his wing.
1: Right. I feel like he was written to be the surrogate for the audience. Definitely, one hundred percent. Because there are, there aren't, they're all teenagers in the show, so there aren't there are very few kids until you get to. Uh, well, we could talk about it now. I think I like I I definitely like him better than um, ju- was it Justin or whoever was in Turbo? Uh, that sounds right. I'll check.
0: Yeah. yeah so Justin or
1: Jason or. For anybody who never saw Power Rangers Turbo,
0: Justin, you were right. Uh,
1: beginning in the movie, they uh, introduce this kid who's really close with all the rangers, sort of like Fred, um, who ends up becoming a ranger himself. And when he gets into his suit, he's uh, he's taller. He's you know full ranger sized, and I think that was just like one step too far in wish fulfillment for the kids. I feel like for Fred's not in the movie that much and they take a much more reserved approach for using him. He's, he's gone for actually big portions of the movie. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't
0: never felt like he overstayed his welcome. That's true. And he's, as far as child actors go, I don't think he's bad. Like, he doesn't have a lot to do, um, but he's nowhere near as grating as some of the more uh, infamous child actors are. Like, he does a reasonable job. He, he's there to uh, be friends with the Power Rangers and then help them save the day. And he gets that, and like you said, stand in for the audience. Um, but so his dad is one of the people that um, turns into one of Ivan News's uh, zombie minions, but it's all about him. I, I can't get over that, that he just has this weird thing on his his counter in his kitchen. He doesn't know what it is. And so his first instinct is to just put his hand in it. <laughs> I think like, that's next level stupid. I don't understand. And I know this is not the kind of movie to apply logic to, but it just, that's the thing that baffles me the most about this. Because you see him stick his hand, Fred's dad stick his hand into the, the goo Leave his apartment and or leave his house, and that there's a whole horde of parents from the city, walking towards the construction site to go be minions for ooze.
1: I mean, that's and implying it, that they all left it on the counter for them to, uh, you know, they all all the kids left their ooze unattended apparently. Right,
0: and and that's and all
1: the parents had the curiosity to put their hand in it.
0: Like, and that's what it's like, everyone is so stupid that the first thing they do when they find something they don't know is they just put their hands in it. <laughs> also, on a another note, are we to think that the ooze that Ivan who sells, is that a part of him? Like, is he selling like goop that's made of his self to people and then people are sticking their fingers into the goop that's made of him?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's already a pretty gross character.
0: Oh, it's so messed up. It's so bad. Um, but his stupid plan works cause he gets them to dig up his, his giant robot things and powers them up with more goo. There's a lot of goo in this movie. Jeez. Um,
1: Yeah. You know, uh, if this was a Nickelodeon movie, they could have made it a green slime.
0: They could have, that would have been good. Uh, uh, synergy product synergy. Um, and now it is owned by Nickelodeon, right? Isn't the Power Rangers Nickelodeon product now? Ah, you know, it was owned by Saban, who was
1: partnered with Fox. Then it was owned by Disney, and I think it is owned by Nickelodeon now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going back and forth, so I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, his, his stupid plan works, and he gets his giant robots. Um, but while he's doing that, he makes these... He, he he spits out a loogie, uh, which turns into these giant, not giant, but these bird monster guys. Um, and he sends them to Phaedos to go kill the rangers. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that moment? Wait, is it
1: Phaedos or Phaedos? Is it a TH or a PH? It's a PH. Okay, I, I thought so. Yeah. Um, I know, I kind of thought that his original minions... Had a little more going for them as far as design went.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I will say, just I think all. Uh, well, you might disagree. I think that all of the minions and things that the Rangers fight in this movie are a step above the putties in yeah. the original series. Oh,
0: definitely. I, I think they're the, bizarre mumbling or whatever. <laughs> like that's literally what they sound like. Um, yeah, no, I think all the designs for these minions are a lot better. Um, the makeup work is better. The suits are better. Um, they're more distinct. The, the putties from the show are really just in those skin tight body suits and weird masks and gloves. Like that's it. Like it's, probably the cheapest they could do for those for those characters. Um, and yeah, I, I think the the birds are uh, Tengu warriors. Um, I think they're pretty creepy. I, uh, there's something about giant bird people that I find pretty scary. You think it's sort of reminiscent of the flying monkeys in Wizard of Oz? I do. I think it's very similar to that. Um, but I, th- I think the only reason they introduced them Um, instead of having him just send more of the original uh, ooze minions, is because he needed them to have some way to get to Fados And so somehow these bird creatures fly all the way to this distant planet. I mean, how else would you do? (laughs) it? Well, the Power Rangers didn't fly. They teleported or whatever. I, don't, I just find it hilarious that all these bird creatures are flying through the vacuum of space to who, and it sounds like Phaedos is not anywhere nearby and they seem to make pretty good time to get there since they got there not long after the power rangers. So, but I think that's the only reason why they're introduced is because there needed to be some, something that could easily, I guess, quote unquote, easily get to, uh, Phaedos. Um, but they get there. And so, yeah, the Power Rangers on the planet of Phaedos. How do we feel about Phaedos? I feel like
1: the movie doesn't really do anything to be like, wow, this is a really, you know, bizarre alien planet. It's just like it's a planet. It has some rocks and some jungles. Um, I think there is a sense of the fact that they're so far away from home and that they don't have the ability to uh, get back without the power was sort of is a, I don't know. It makes them isolated, Um, which I guess adds some stakes. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not the most creative planet design. You know, they, probably just went to some cliffside in California and filmed. Uh, maybe
0: in Australia. They did a lot of filming for this in Australia. Um, yeah, they filmed this in Australia. Um, yeah, it's not the most distinct location. Um, I like the, the waves. That's kind of fun. I, 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 the one moment I do like is when Tommy, the White Ranger, and uh, Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, get to talk about how things are going after Zordon's um, you know, um, like near-death experience and, and how the Power Rangers are doing without their powers. Just because I feel like that's the only moment or one of the only moments where we actually get to see the characters interact outside of a fight or not just immediate reacting to something it's the only moment that really has any heart to it, except when the Power Rangers are uh, like mourning the loss of Zordon. I think it's, it's really the only thing that stands out. Um, did you have any thoughts on that, that brief moment?
1: Uh, I think it's nice. I think this movie is pretty plot focused. I mean, it's only like an hour and a half, like, yeah. Um it, it, doesn't waste its. I don't want to say waste. It doesn't spend its time, you know, developing character or anything like that. Really,
0: <laughs> right? None of the Power Rangers have an arc. Um, the, the closest thing they have is a a joint arc of, like, we have powers, we don't have powers, we have powers again. But none of them really learn anything, which is one of the things that the the show was so um, adamant about, at least from what I remember watching in the, the first season, I remember watching, um, a bit of it on Netflix a few years ago. Um, is what that always like e- a
1: moral? to? This?
0: Yeah. Like every, almost every episode was focused on a specific Ranger and they had to overcome something in that. Um, and they made it related to, um, whoever the, um, the villain of the week was. So if, um, you know, one character was having trouble. Uh, oh, I remember Trini, um, the original Yellow Ranger. She was afraid of heights. And so um, there was a whole episode of her having to fight a villain and get over her fear of heights.
1: Oh, uh, um, yeah, they did do that a lot. And I think that was something they did in the other series, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which it can can get a little. It's very much. formulaic. It is very formulaic. But it it was good for getting. Um an insight into who the each Power Ranger was. Um because in this, unless you've seen the show, like you're not gonna know, like we said, you you are not really gonna know much about these characters because none of them really stand out. Um anyway, so they're they're on Phaedos and then they're attacked by the the Tengu warrior bird creature guys, um, and they quickly get their butts handed to them. Because uh, apparently birds are really good fighters, um, until Dulcia comes, and I've got a lot of thoughts on Dulcia, so I'm I'm going to save it. I I'm curious to hear what you think. I
1: uh, I don't I don't know. They uh, if part of it is like we need somebody more distinguished in this movie. We need somebody with an accent. <laughs> so let's guess this actress. She's Australian. She sounds more important.
0: Mm,
1: fair. Um, as far as her fighting the Tangu Wars. It's pretty entertaining. I don't know how you make your staff whistle by twirling around.
0: Uh, Going back to like musical instruments and weapons stuff. I guess.
1: I uh, I don't know. I'm curious what you have to say about it.
0: I feel like she is a a missed opportunity because the, the the series as a whole um, was always kind of focused on, Zordon being their source of power and to introduce someone else who could be a new mentor to them, I think was a really, um, potentially, um, like there was, there was a lot they could have done with that. Um, and they do a bit with it in terms of her kind of giving them a pep talk and trying to get them to regain their confidence, but it's not as fleshed out as I'd like it to be. And I, it, 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 smacks of a bit of sexism again. Um, just like the, um, the stuff with, with Kimberly being the damsel in distress, because they, they introduced Alcia and she's in like this full robe and it's like, okay, who is this mysterious robed figure? Um, and then she, she, um, like takes off the robe and she's, um, just going around in, um, like a warrior bikini kind of thing. And it's like, I, it it feels a little bit like like the, the justice league movie from a few years ago and what they did to the the Amazons and that, because I think there's, there's plenty of ways to have, um, you know, uh, empowered, um, female warriors, um, and have them in, um, I don't know, have them dress a certain way. Um, and, and I think if you look at a movie like uh, Wonder Woman, that shows how to do it correctly, where there's no lingering shots. And it's very much um, just, you know, appreciate these these women for their strength and their abilities. Um, and it shows them kicking butt. And um, it's it's more on their like their their muscular physique and their strength more than anything. Whereas I feel like Justice League and then this movie very much frames the women in a way to make them kind of objects on the screen because every time dulcia is done fighting she always has to go into like a pose and it's like an unnatural pose that's really just kind of sh- to show off her her body i feel like and so that's why i'm curious about like the potential i don't know do you think they put that
1: in there for the the dads taking their kids to see this movie?
0: I don't I don't know about they would They
1: wouldn't put there for the kids cuz most of the kids are probably under 10.
0: Uh I don't know. I mean, you could argue that there was some some adolescent um interest in this and I I think it would play to that. Um I don't know. Because, like I said, I I think it gets at the idea of a um. It, she's like she has a very like Amazon feel to her, and I feel like they just botched it, um, which is unfair because I think she could have been a really good character otherwise.
1: That's that's a fair criticism.
0: These yeah. I I like how she she gives them um their new um their new ninja costumes and tries to get them to realize that like they don't need her help like they can figure things out on their own but I just wish we got to know her more and see more of her because she's really only there as a as a vehicle for them because when the the Tengu warriors get beat up and they fly back to Ivanus they mention um, that Dulcia beat them up and, and Ivan, Ivy obviously knows who Dulcia is. And it's like, oh, OK, so th- she's really important then. Like this mysterious six thousand year old person knows who she is. Um, but we really don't get much. From her. Like all we get is that she can't leave that um, part of the island or else she'll start aging rapidly like Zordon um, and that she can somehow turn to an owl. But otherwise, we don't know anything about her. So, I just would have liked more, I guess. She is an animagus, like from Harry Potter. <laughs> well, that that did get me into something that made me laugh. Is when she um, she gave them their ninja powers uh, or their their costumes and everything. She she basically said, "Here, spirit animals are a real thing. Here's your spirit animal. Now go off and fight because you have a spirit animal." <laughs> it was just, I don't after. Working in um, res life and other um, doing icebreakers in colleges for so long, the idea of animal spirits being real um, just or, or spirit animals being real um, just kind of made me crack up because I wasn't expecting this from something from the 90s. Because I feel like uh, the idea of a spirit animal or animal spirit, like well, I, importantly to say, it's based in Native American culture and it's been um, really... Uh, taken and unfairly appropriated um, by basically white people. Um, but that idea of the appropriated version, I think is more from like, I didn't hear about till early 2010s. or late thoughts.
1: Okay. I don't, I don't know much about it, uh, yeah. but I, I, I do, I, I do get the sense it's like, Hey, here's your spirit animal. That'll help you go away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean i guess uh, it i them thought off. you were
1: gonna talk about and i mentioned this earlier so adam i'm we're not gonna list all their spirit animals um adams is a frog which seems yeah. like the lamest <laughs> and he he uh she tries to give him a pep talk
0: about it right says so that it's like the kind that you kiss in the fairy tales i don't know that's
1: just A memorable moment, but again, there aren't that many character moments to begin with, so maybe that's why it stood out.
0: Well, I think it's endearing to to see uh, him feel inadequate compared to the rest of the rangers and to feel like he doesn't quite fit in with all these other more
1: impressive animals. Like bear
0: and falcon and stuff like that. And then you got frog. Yeah. So no, I I thought that was endearing. It does make me question how Dulcia knows about human fairy tales. Um, but once again, this is not the kind of movie to, to break that down. Uh, as much as we spent a good 15 minutes breaking down, why it's stupid that Ivan who's just puts his goo everywhere and parents just touch it? Um, anyway, so the, the Rangers go with their ninja outfits and they um, have to make their way to the center of this planet To get the great power and on the way they have to fight a um, dinosaur skeleton and a uh, group of statues turned into monsters. Uh, And any thoughts on those two sequences?
1: I mean, they're fine, but I just feel like they don't have the same energy as the earlier fight scenes.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. They're just kind of going through the motions. I will say, and I don't want to read into this much or too much, but I feel like if they wanted to, it could have been a really interesting, um, or thought provoking for, for this movie thought provoking look into the, the Power Rangers, uh, growth in the movie like them having to fight dinosaurs after they lost their, their dinosaur powers. It's like, Oh, like we're have to to let go of the past and become our new selves and, and forget those things. And I, I don't think that's what the movie was going for. I just thought the movie, I think the movie thought it was cool. Um, but I think it was a missed opportunity.
1: Right. I don't know in the series, I guess it varies from power Rangers series to series. Sometimes they're portrayed as really close with their zords, almost like they consider them, like, part of the family. I don't know. That sounds silly. Uh, <laughs> no, exactly. It, um, maybe – I think they were more like that in Wild Force, I think, because it was all about animals. True. Um, True. But, yeah, they don't – yeah, that would have – that would have been something that I would have liked to see.
0: Yeah. Um, but instead they just kind of run around a bit. Um, I think Kimberly gets in danger again because that's all the movie knows what to do with her. Um, but eventually Tommy just figures out he can just pull out one of the bones and destroy it. Uh, then they fight the the statue guys, um, which is kind of a fun sequence. I, I thought I liked moments of that fight, but I agree that it wasn't as memorable as their earlier fights. Um, But then they get their they access the great power, and so they they get their their suits back. But now they're uh, still powered with their animal spirits, and they have their Zords. But now they've got new Zords. They've got the Zords based off of their animals rather than their uh, their Jurassic or um, prehistoric uh, prehistoric. Thank you, uh, prehistoric animals. Um, I feel like it was a missed opportunity
1: to give them a full redesign.
0: Right, that the suits were just the same, just with a different emblem? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish they kept the ninja suits. The ninja suits are sort of impractical, though. True. Um, Which, this is a bit of a tangent. Isn't in the show there a different explanation for how they got ninja powers and changed their zords? Uh, Yeah.
1: Like, the same year, like, after this movie came out, they had like a, a totally different like story arc that explained how they got their ninja zords. Um, I think this one came out, uh, out a few months before. Right.
0: Which is confusing, because it suggests that this movie is not canon as much as there is a canon in this series.
1: And it's different than the Turbo movie, which is essentially the pilot of the Turbo series.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good point. Right. So whereas that movie led into the series, this one really is in an alternate universe, sort of.
1: But I feel like that's not too uncommon for a lot of uh, series to do that when they have a movie. They sort of ignore the plot of the movie. Sometimes... Uh, sometimes they ad- they address it, but a lot of times they just ignore it.
0: Are you thinking of a show like uh, like Dragon Ball Z?
1: Dragon Ball Z or any anime, I think, usually tends to ignore the events of the movies as just being a sort of special occasion. Right. Which which makes sense. But I guess, you know, I think Naruto or One Piece probably
0: does the same thing. But yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I get that, I guess it just would have been nice to have it all tied together, but that might be just an expectation that we have now more that, um, things like, uh, the Marvel cinematic universe are trying to, uh, weave things into their Disney plus shows. And before that into the, the Netflix shows or even to shield, although those all had very, uh, tenuous relationships at best. Uh, with the movies. So I would have liked to there have been a a more concrete connection to the, to the show, but Oh, well. Um, But so the power Rangers, they, they get their zords, they get their suits back and then they return to earth to um, defeat Ivan and save the day. And I mean, that's pretty much how
1: it ends. And that's there's a big fight scene where they're in their zords, their new zords. Meanwhile, Fred is trying to prevent the parents from leaping to their deaths um, because Ivan just told him to go scram <laughs> after he was done with them digging up his uh, machines. Right. Uh, and I was thinking like, wow, this movie could have got really dark really quickly if any of those parents fell off. That's true. Um, and I was reading, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take people's word for this, that they, they there was more references to death in this movie than there were in the original
0: show. Uh, I guess. I I did find it very apparent, though, that they avoided saying death. Right. The, all, because the parents were saying leaps to their doom, and that's it. That's what who was told, the right? People. Well, if
1: they're saying leaps to your death, it would be a little
0: too much, I guess. Um, but no, it, there was definitely stakes at play for that. And how do you feel about Fred um, bringing all the kids together to come save their parents? Uh, I mean, realistically,
1: if kids were causing all that trouble, they probably would not have listened to him. He's just the he's just one kid and they just want to have fun. <laughs> right. At their weird ooze party at their weird ooze party.
0: I, I still don't understand. And, and, and why just, they you know,
1: it? the thing that he can just whistle, you know. And get their attention and that be yep. it.
0: Right. And convince them to all just get on the. On the monorail or whatever. On the monorail and get to the other part of the city to save their parents. Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess that was a bit unbelievable. Kids are mean to other kids. He might have got beat up in real life. <laughs> well somehow he convinced Balkan Skull to join him, so that's that's impressive.
1: And Balkan we just Skull had... being the other the only other like normal people, apparently. Yeah. Well, well also, no, there are some people who run away from the ectomorphicons or whatever. Right. I also I guess don't people understand. who don't have kids.
0: Mm. But what were, what were Balkanskull even doing? Because weren't all the, the kids there much younger than them?
1: Listen, you don't have a lot of
0: friends. I guess. And I, did you pick up that they were at Ernie's? I think. Was that supposed to be the juice bar? I think it was the juice bar from the show, but we don't actually see the, the person who owns it and runs it in the show.
1: If that's the case, that's a cool, you know, callback or whatever, but...
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Fred gets the rest of the kids to go save their parents from uh, from leaping to their deaths. Uh, while the Power Rangers um, are in their zords, their new zords, and have to fight the, the evil giant robots. And there's not much I can say about that sequence other than that just the effects are terrible. This, yeah, not...
1: this is where, where the... Most of the effects in this movie were passable. Um, this is where it really falls. It, it looks it, it. It looks like you're watching a PlayStation One cutscene, or even worse.
0: No,
1: like there's so little detail in all of the the CGI. Yeah. Um. Which is different from the series because in the series they use uh miniatures
0: or i don't know it was a guy in a suit i don't know yeah they for when it came to like the megazord battles it was just people in suits
1: yeah uh which is what they ended up doing for the turbo movie yeah um and so there's sort of the trade-off that the environments look a lot more realistic realistic but the zords look a lot faker
0: that's a good point. I didn't consider that. Because in the, in, in,
1: in, the mo- in the show the the cityscapes always looked really fake because they were. Right, they look like realer cardboard. here, but again, the the zords they, they 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 don't even look like they're there. Like I don't think it, you really appreciate how far CGI has come when you watch this movie. And granted, this movie probably didn't have the biggest budget. This came a couple years after Jurassic Park, which was name-dropped in the movie, and a few years before uh, The Phantom Menace. So it Ooh. probably it didn't have a... I'm sure it didn't have a budget anywhere near
0: either of those movies. Yeah, um, this movie had a $15 million budget.
1: Oh my gosh, this is like
0: nothing. Yeah. No, it, it, the, the Zords and the giant robots look like something out of a windows 95 screensaver kind of um or that did you remember that one screensaver it was probably later than windows 95 where it was like the the tubes like the different color tubes or piping just like making their way it looked like that like that level of detail um it was bad but it kind
1: of looks like I know we're just going to rag on this 25 year old movie about its bad visual effects, but it kind of looks like maybe not quite as bad, but like when they show you like the pre-visualization of any like, like Pixar movie or DreamWorks (laughs) movie where like, they're still trying to rig like all the skeletal stuff and people's hair is like flying around. (laughs) It's kind of like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it, it does look like that. It's bad, um, and and I think that may have been one of the things that was actually praised for at the time. Um, yeah, that it was it was praised for having better special effects than the the show, but they they're not. They they they've aged terribly, um, and I know we when we talked about Batman Forever. I know I made fun of the, the the special effects in that. But are those
1: special effects are great. Well, I mean, that movie was a hundred million dollars and
0: it shows. Right. No, the, the, the effects from this movie make the effects in Batman forever look like avatar. <laughs> like, like there's, there's no comparison. Um, but they, they, they fight in their zords against the, the Ectomorphicons. They end up destroying one. And then Ivanov figures out, wow, this flight's not going well, and so he fuses with the remaining ectomorphicon robot thingy um, to turn into a giant monster robot thing. It's 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 weird, and it's I think second to the um, the moment earlier you mentioned where he's destroying the command center. It's the creepiest moment where you just see his face like take over. Um, the robot's face is it just... Ah, it's not good. Don't like it. Don't mm-hmm. like it at all. Um, and then, yeah, basically the, the Power Rangers and their Megazord. They fuse together and they fight him. Uh, did you... was there anything notable about that part for you? Not, r- not until the end. Right? Because they... For whatever reason, they decide they need to fly to space to, to fight him.
1: I give them credit for being like, we're causing too much destruction. That's leave.
0: Right. Yeah, apparently um, Superman never watched this before Man of Steel. Otherwise, he would have known to leave the city before you get into a giant fight. So they fly past the moon and they're just fighting him in space. And they reference that there's this comet
1: that's supposed to pass over. Um, earlier and yeah. here it is so <laughs> here's the payoff the payoff is they have a giant button that says use only in case of emergency and when they hit it it knees ivan in the groin and he's knocked into the comet can, can we talk about that because <laughs> just that they would have
0: a button specifically for that it, well, of all the reasons to have an emergency button, why does your emergency button do that? Like you are in these giant fighting robots that can like shoot lasers and missiles and have a sword out of thin air. But you have an emergency button to knee someone in the groin. Like. But no, that's that's how the, the they win. They, they need yeah, the groin how and he win. falls into a common and explodes. Like it is, yeah. Aisha is just like desperate
1: times call for desperate measures.
0: Yeah, it is both the most like it's like the idiotic most sur- but most explosive ending. Over. Yeah, it is, like
1: I think like, it all, that like I was, It, it feels like that something like almost most, out of Monty Python. I don't know. It's a pretty like like this is a kids' movie thing that you would see.
0: Like this is yeah. how they're gonna win. Yeah, but I don't remember anything like that from the show.
1: Yeah, I don't remember there. I didn't remember there being a button that they pushed.
0: Yeah, no, in the show, it was always, um, OK, we need to finish this fight. Let's form our like ultimate weapon. And they, like, they had this like this giant laser come out of nowhere or like they have their um, sword come out and they do their special move. Um, but there is no special move. No, the special move is just kneeing him in the groin. That's how they win. um so stupid um but it works and because of that all the parents are uh knocked out of their um their brain control um as fred and his friends try to stop them from jumping to their deaths and so everyone survives all the parents live thanks to to fred his friends and the power rangers and the day is saved and we get more music by Van Halen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we we do get more music. The, OK,
1: like regardless of what you feel about this movie as like a movie, it has a pretty good soundtrack.
0: Oh, I think the soundtrack is great. Just, um, yeah. It's got uh, Higher Ground, we mentioned, uh, Free Ride, Dreams is the Van Halen song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that power song. I got the power. It's a good one it's a really good one um it's got that then, the the end credits song the trouble song yeah i think that one was written for the film i think uh-huh. all the other ones were pre-existing songs
1: yeah but yeah no i think the, the one thing that's probably aged about this movie the best is the
0: music <laughs> Yeah, the music is good. It's like I said, I have had the music from this stuck in my head ever since I have watched this movie, and I'm probably gonna have it stuck in my head for the rest of the week. So. There is
1: also a special. Uh, if you watched until the credits, there's a special Alpha Five song, that is it's all like yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. Oh, I I listened to it, and I, for some reason, catch that it was Alpha Five.
1: Well, that that's what they're yeah. So what, it, it had its own cheesy, you know, let's make a reference to the show song.
0: All right, I thought you were going to mention the, uh, the the Kung Fu fighting. Uh, oh yeah, the Kung Fu
1: fighting just randomly is played during, <laughs> but it's like a sped up version. Yeah. But
0: yeah. It it's it's catchy. Uh, yeah, so that is, that is Power Rangers. I guess the, the only other notable thing is that um, they, they go have a, a victory meal, save the day. Uh, Angel Grove, the city puts up a banner to thank the power rangers and there's a big fireworks display and Fred comes talk to them and he, and he says that, um, you know, maybe he can become a, a power ranger and he jokes hey, well, that he Tom is come... the
1: one who suggests that I think.
0: Right, okay, Tom, Tommy says that he could be a power ranger. And then Fred says he could be the, the silver ranger, the gold ranger. Um, and he's neither when
1: those two rangers come up in later series.
0: no, Fred is never seen again. He just Fred is Fred has lost the time. Somebody should edit bounty. that
1: where he's like, Yeah, I could be the Gold Ranger, and then like Rocky just
0: gives him a dead stare. Because right, he was the Gold Ranger in Zio, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's taken already. Get out of here. Yeah. And then there's a, a brief um, mid credit scene. Um uh, did you did you see that? I, I assume you did.
1: Yeah, I mean, it happens pretty soon after. Most people would have caught it before they left the theater, Whereas just, and we didn't really talk about them. Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa, who were, they helped free Ivan. He double-crossed them. They're back, and uh, Goldar and whoever the pig creature is uh, are back under their employment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's there's not much to it, and yeah, we we did forget to mention, or I, I guess I forgot to mention, uh, Zen and Rita Repulsa, but they don't really do much in this except free him and then make some some kind of snide comments to one another, and get was it they get trapped in a snow globe?
1: Yeah, that seems like a very random thing to put them in. Like, why a snow globe? Why does he have that power? Yeah, like I I.
0: It's been established it's, that it's he used goo, yeah. And can it's not people. putting them in some sort of like goo prison, right? But no, the, the snow Glow comes out of nowhere. Like, why couldn't he just put the Power Rangers in a snow? It's glow? like this is a Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so that's that's mighty more from Power Rangers the movie. Um, and so I feel like we we've already talked a lot about how it compares to the show. But w- one thing I did want to ask you about was how you feel like this compares to the uh 2017 reboot film that came out because i believe you reviewed that for the for the site
1: uh i did um they i don't know they're pretty different um there's definitely more definitely more characterization in the the 2017 movie they actually kind of tried to make them characters. Um, and of course the movie kind of just didn't do that because the TV series had already established who they were. Um, I f- as far as which I, I like this better than that movie. And it, part of it is probably nostalgia, but, I know. I just think this is truer to the essence of what I feel Power Rangers is supposed to be, right? I I, I mean, there are some interesting things that they did in that movie. Like I like the, I like that they really tried to make Zordon into a fleshed out character, and this probably Mm. just helped because Brian (laughs) Brian Cranston plays him.
0: Well, that never hurts.
1: Um, But I, I know I always. They, they, you know, it, the, it's, it's a more serious movie, um, and, and Power Rangers has always been more silly, you know, kid-friendly movie, you know, that was rated PG thirteen. This is rated PG, um, and I just, I think that's truer to what the essence of the series is. That was just a reimagining. I think that it has some good character moments, um, but I don't think it's. It's like half an hour longer. It's not nearly as entertaining.
0: No, I think I, I agree. There were, there were parts that I, I liked about the, the 2017 reboot. Um, mostly just that they tried to, uh, update some of the characterizations.
1: Right. And, and, um, but yeah, like I said, I liked the thing that they did with Zordon and they like, they made Brita like the former green Ranger, which I thought was an interesting
0: choice. Mm hmm. Um, But this this movie is much in it's much more in line with the spirit of the franchise, and it has that campy energy that, if you've seen Power Rangers before any of the the, the series, you you know to expect it. And the 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 the,
1: the movie that came out in twenty seventeen was just sort of overshadowed by the R rated, unauthorized version that this one guy made with Katie Sackhoff and James Vanderveek.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that did get a lot of uh, a lot of talk when that came out. But so I, I guess I'd speak to that. There is some. And I, I was just like, who was that
1: movie for? Because like it was a little more serious. It was a little more
0: adult. So well, I think it was for people who grew up with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and who. Well, that We're evidently
1: uh, not enough of them saw it because they're apparently going to reboot it.
0: Right. So yeah, that's so. The, it makes
1: me wonder if they had made it more tailored to kids, would they have gotten more kids to see it?
0: Uh, maybe. I mean, this 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 franchise has some staying power because, like we mentioned, they're still making it. So it's it's not that it's. Um, Not around anymore, but I I think the the interest in it as a whole has just subsided so much. And even if you look at um, the box office for the Mighty Morphin movie versus the Turbo movie, um, the the Mighty Morphin movie with a budget of 15 million made uh, 66.4 million. So not like tremendous um, box office numbers, but it it at least went well over its budget. Um, Whereas the turbo movie only brought in $9.6 million, uh, which is terrible. We saw in theaters. We did. Um, we may have been one of the few people to, um, so I just, and then the, the reboot, um, that came out in 2017, it did pretty, pretty poor. Uh, let me pull that up. I had it up a second ago. Um, that had a budget of uh, 105 million and only made 142.3 million. So it it really did not bring too much back off of its investment, uh, that's which is more, why that's
1: more than I thought it
0: made. I thought it made like 40 million dollars. I thought <laughs> <laughs> no, it did better than that. But it obviously did not do well enough for them to consider mm-hmm. um, continuing that series because at the time they wanted to. Uh, turn it into a whole new movie series, but now and they teased
1: uh, Tommy at the end of mm, that series that Green Ranger is going to be in the next movie.
0: Right. They 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 teased um, Tommy being in the, as the Green Ranger next movie, and there was talk that Zed would be uh, the villain in the next movie. But instead, um, there are now talks to make another reboot film. Um, It's still kind of being worked out. The only real details I've been able to find about it is that there's rumors that it would involve the Power Rangers um, or I guess the characters that play them uh, traveling back in time to the 1990s. Does that interest you at all?
1: I don't know. Like maybe like, I I don't know if power Rangers really needs to be a movie, but, but like if I were to do it again, I would probably want it to be a little closer to what this, uh, the original mighty morphin movie was was more tailored towards kids, a little more lighthearted. Um, but I don't know if they really need to have another movie. I mean, if they're just getting by on having a thousand of these TV series, they, they must be making enough money from the toys if they're, it's been around for over 20 years. So maybe that's just
0: enough. Yeah, I agree. I think the window of opportunity to make a successful film out of this franchise is passed. I don't see it happening. Um, which is not to say that the franchise doesn't still have room to grow. There was, um, there's been a a few fairly successful comic books that have come out recently based off of the mighty Morphin power Rangers, um, that have apparently been well received for, um, doing some new things with the characters within the continuity of the show. So I I think there's still room to explore these characters in, 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 this original series, but, um, I think a film reboot at this point is just... It's not going to get any traction. It's not going to bring in um, the kind of box office hall it would need to um, really justify a sequel or turn it into an actual series. So uh, I think this is just one of those movie franchises. They just need to let die. And, And yet
1: a series like Transformers continues.
0: You know, that some things just can't be explained. I mean, apparently they're gonna make another Pirates of the Caribbean franchise too. So that, although I'm more excited about. It. So, you know, Hollywood, they're they're always trying to do something, to figure out how to make more money. And in a year like this, when Hollywood is no doubt going to end with one of its lowest hauls of all time, uh, or at least the last 40 years, Um, you know, they, they need whatever they can to, to get some success. Bad boys, best picture. (laughs) Well, on, on that note, Aaron, do you have anything else to say about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie? Uh, I
1: don't know. It's just, you know, I think if you're a parent and you show this to your kids, I think they would enjoy this now. Um, you would probably want to tear your eyeballs out how (laughs) ridiculous it is, but I feel like a kid watching this now would still probably find entertaining.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I I think it definitely has nostalgia appeal, but I also think there's just some campy joy to it that I think is pretty timeless. Unlike the effects. Um, the the only other thing I'd say is that um, the one other thing that bothered me is that some of the suits I didn't like how they transitioned. Oh, All right, transition. they redesigned
1: the suits.
0: Yeah, to make them more I don't know, like battle armory. And it didn't it didn't look well for some of them. Um, it looked okay, I think, for the White Ranger. I think it looked particularly bad for the Pink Ranger. Yeah, um, like her helmet was the was the wrong shape. Was <laughs> well, I it looks like it's the wrong shape. Everyone else has still look like the same from the from the show, but they changed the way the Pink Rangers um, lenses look, and so it looks completely different. Uh, but then just like the, the the body armor for each of the suits, instead of being that kind of spandex material, um, they tried to make it to a hard plastic, and it doesn't look very good.
1: I remember liking it at the time, but I don't like it as much now.
0: Yeah. But, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's a fun movie and, and I would agree. I would recommend that people, if they, if they have any fondness of it, uh, or fond memories of it to, to go back to it. Um, or if you are looking for something to show your kids on a, on a slow weekend, um, it could be a fun thing to... I know, you might to want to them. find
1: a better quality version of it, though, because
0: we it's had to... It's impossible
1: to find this. They sell it on Blu-ray, so you'd have to...
0: you have to go around. Yeah. We're not going to get into how we had to find this, but it was... A, it was a bit of a uh, a journey. It was a bit of a quest, just like the Power Rangers. Um, but yeah, so that was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, um, talking about it for its 25th anniversary. Um, so, Aaron... Thank you again for joining me and where can we uh, find your work and what kind of stuff do you have uh, coming out?
1: Uh, So you can find me at Aaron Sarnecki on Twitter. Um, As far as stuff that I'm working on, um, I'm still going through this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's the final season. There's been some interesting developments, uh, interesting choices that this show has made these past couple episodes, uh, hoping that it will end strong. Um, and I already have our next few podcasts, if not completely, you know, figured out, you know, I have a, an idea of what we're going to be doing.
0: Okay, cool. Sounds good. I will, uh, definitely have to check out some of those agents of shield review, even though I'm still season and season and seasons behind on that show. Um, and if people want to read my latest work, um, you can find me on the pop break as well. Um, but also on Twitter at Josh Vaneki. Um, I recently wrote my, uh, couch potato column for, for the month. This one is about a uh, depiction of police officers and law enforcement and TV and how it needs to, um, change in light of the black lives matter movement. Um, you can also, On this feed, find a podcast that I recently recorded with uh, Bill and Alex on TV from this month. It's our uh, monthly TV break. Um, And if you are interested in anything else pop culture related, I would highly encourage you to look out for thepopbreak.com, where you can find the latest reviews, news, and interviews on your latest pop culture, as well as looking at this feed for any new podcasts. Um, I know that. Alex has been doing some really great stuff with the um Goodbye to All That podcast, looking at the um season or series finalism shows. Uh he recently talked about Batwoman, uh which sounds like a, a really fun episode that I'm gonna have to check out. Um we've got um uh, a few new podcasts coming out as well that I would highly encourage people to look out for. So lots of great stuff out there. So uh please, 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 if you're interested, check it out. Um but in the meantime, um, we will see you again soon. Um, as Aaron mentioned, we got some stuff coming up, so, uh, stay tuned and we hope to see you again. Um, for Aaron and Josh, uh, we happy to have you here and we will see you next morphin time. If that's a thing, that's not a thing. Okay. Bye.